You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MZBC Students. So I, I personally, I really love Thanksgiving. I also love Christmas. They're awesome. I love all holidays. Uh, I just think that holidays should be celebrated in the time which they're meant to be celebrated in, right? A lot of people call me, uh, you know, Scrooge or, or whatever because I fight back against uh, Christmas trying to take over. Uh, it's kind of like the bully of holidays, trying to take over the whole year. And I get like, it's cool, you know, we got to celebrate Jesus being born. If he wasn't born, then he couldn't die. So whatever, I, I get all that, all right? But December is the month that we celebrate Christmas, but the bully of a holiday keeps trying to take over. Like, I think some people even started putting out, like, decorations before, uh, like, Halloween had happened. And I'm like, come on, guys. That's like a whole two months. A whole two months before the actual holiday happened. Let's chill. Let's chill a little bit, okay? All right, I'll get off my soapbox about that. So tonight we're talking about Thanksgiving because it's still time to celebrate Thanksgiving, right? Now, you better believe the day after Thanksgiving, jingle bells all the way, man. Let's do this thing. It's Christmas time. I made one exception last week. When I was at Disney World, because I was at Disney World, they were crazy already celebrating Christmas, spent a lot of money already, so I was like, I, my wife is really funny, I didn't even, I wasn't going to tell the story, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, my best friend lives down there, and so that was who we went to see, and my wife was there, and my kids and stuff, and so we were going to this Christmas party, and they were wanting to like play Christmas music and stuff, and get in, the, get in like the Christmas feel, and I was like, no, not until we get to the park. As soon as I cross into the gate of Disney, like, We'll be all Christmas, and then as soon as we get out the gate, it's Christmas shut off. I mean, like, it's just just at the Magic Kingdom when the Christmas magic is happening will be Christmas, all right? And so we do. We, we stand in uh, to, like, go to the parking or whatever, and in the car, I cranked up the Christmas music. It was all good. And then when we got out of the park, I turned it off, right? Celebrating at the appropriate time. Anyway, I just thought that was personally a funny story because my wife and my best friend kept making fun of me, saying I was stupid, but, hey, that's on them. Uh, so Thanksgiving. Back to what I was going to talk about tonight. I love Thanksgiving uh, somewhat, mostly, okay, mostly, uh, because the food, right? Right? Fried turkey, what? Oh, man, that's, that's manna from heaven right there is what that is. Fried turkey, woo. Doesn't get, so I'm from, like, deep south Mississippi, and so, like, anything fried, I'm in, man. Unless it's, like, weird stuff. But, like, anything, like, normal fried, I'm in. Oreos, yeah, let's do that. Like, all the time. I mean, Awesome. I mean, you don't get this way from not eating fi- uh, fried foods. That's what I'm saying. So, love some deep fried turkey. Um, some people do ham. That's weird. That's like a Christmas thing. Let's, let's, leave, let's do that there. Um, mashed potatoes and gravy. I can eat that anytime, but like it's just better on Thanksgiving. I don't know why. It just is. Like Thanksgiving Day, I can eat like a whole plate of that stuff. It's incredible. I shouldn't, but I could slash do sometimes. Stuffing. Who, who doesn't like stuffing? Some people hate stuffing. Yeah? You're wrong. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Stuffing is the best. Actually, I guess, is it technically not stuffing whenever it's not actually stuffed in the bird? It's called dressing when it's not stuffed in the bird, and it's stuffing if you stuff it in the bird. It's all about proximity, I guess, in the name. I don't know. Either way, it's delicious. Stuffing in a bird or not, it's good, right? And the best thing at Thanksgiving, sweet potato casserole. Put those little marshmallows on top. Mm. Woo! Tell you what, shove my face in a whole thing of that. It'd be awesome. It hurt, 
but it would be worth it. It'd be worth it, right? So I, I love all that. I, lo- I love Thanksgiving. But the, the point of it, like the, the main point of Thanksgiving, not like not the origin of like Indians and pilgrims sitting around a table and stuff, but like the point of Thanksgiving is kind of in the name. Any guesses? Giving thanks. Yeah, nailed it. All right, sermon over. You guys got it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. See, it's a time of giving thanks. Now, we should be thankful year-round, but it's a time specifically that we we stop and be more intentional about it than we are the other times of the year. It's the same with any other holiday. We should be remembering that Jesus existed all year round, but we take you know, December and Christmas time to specifically remember his birth, and we take uh, Easter time and specifically remember his death, even though we should remember it and think about it all, the whole year round. It's just specific times to be more intentional about that. And so Thanksgiving is a time that we're more intentional about giving thanks. But what I want to talk about is not like for 30 days or how many ever days during this month I get to post on uh, social media something that I'm thankful for. That's cool. You, I mean, that's, that's awesome that people do that. But what I want to talk about is, is what tr- true Thanksgiving is. Not like the holiday, but the attitude of thankfulness. What that actually looks like, specifically for Christians. What true Thanksgiving, because I don't know, but spe- specifically for Christians. We're going to bounce around several places in the Bible, so get ready to jump around a little bit, okay? We're going to start in a place that you wouldn't guess. Uh, we're going to start in the book of Leviticus. It's in the Old Testament. The book of Leviticus, and in chapter 7. So this is a book of laws and, and sacrifices and things that we don't, we don't have to do anymore because Jesus was the final and perfect sacrifice and, and all that sort of thing. But we still have this in our Bible, and the Holy Spirit saw fit to continue leaving this in, our, in, in the Bible for us to study because there are things that we can still learn from it. There, there are some things that we can learn. And so we're going to read um, verses 11 and 12 of chapter 7 of Leviticus. So here we go, <clears throat> 11 and 12. And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings. So in this time, they made uh, sacrifices to God, and there were several different types. And so this is talking about making a peace offering with God, making things right with God. We'll read on. So sacrifice of peace offerings that one may offer to the Lord, verse 12, if he offers it for a thanksgiving, not the holiday, but with an attitude of thankfulness, then he shall offer with a, uh, with a thanksgiving sacrifice unleavened loaves mixed with oil and unleavened wafers smeared with oil and loaves uh, of fine flour well mixed with oil. They also enjoyed food, and I appreciate that. Um, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about the unleavened stuff uh, in just a second. But the key in this, even way back a long time ago, before we existed, when this happened, a key element that was a part, that could be a part of making things right with God, keeping that connection with God, keeping the relationship there, was an attitude of thankfulness. Now, one of the things I want uh, to make sure we're clear on, okay, oftentimes when you think uh, of being thankful for something or someone or a, or a situation, you generally think happiness, right? Like, oh, man, I'm so, I'm so thankful for that thing. That thing's awesome. Or that person, whatever it is. It's usually, happiness kind of usually accompanies generally what we think about thankfulness, right? But there's a difference in happiness and thankfulness. Now, literally defined, 
uh, some of the differences. Happiness uh, is more about like uh, good fortune or it's, a, it's an idea of contentment. Like I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm content with whatever this is. I like it the way it is, right? Happiness. But, thanks, uh, but thankfulness is an expression of gratitude or appreciation. So thanksgiving is showing gratitude and being appreciative in this setting toward God for everything. We'll get we'll get into that as we go. But not just not just the good things, but being thankful to God for everything. But why on earth would we be thankful for things that aren't good? Why would why would why on earth would we be thankful for things like bad situations, hard things? Like why would why would we be thankful for that? Because if we're supposed to be thankful for everything, then that includes everything, right? Uh, and again, we'll we'll dive into that more as we go. Uh, something we need to understand is that thankfulness is not based on our happiness. True thankfulness, true thanksgiving is not based on our happiness. I don't know if uh, if you've been here for a little while. We've we've walked our way through the book of Galatians, and we learned over and over and over again uh, about how our relationship with God and the way we interact with him, though emotions or things that God has given us to relate to the people around us and to re- relate to him, they are not the basis for which we do, th- do things and should think about things. And so happiness, being more of an emotion, really has nothing to do with thankfulness, which is an act. Right, And so thankfulness is not based on emotion. It's not based upon our happiness. And that's, and that's kind of hard because generally when we think, of, especially about Thanksgiving, we're happy, right? Because turkey, hello, right? I don't know about all the weird turkey things you saw in the game earlier, but like normal, like fried turkey, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you, start, if you start thinking about this, if, if you're only ever thankful when you're happy, how often... Would you really be thankful? I'm not going to admit how low that number would be for me, right? Because our, our mood swings constantly, right? And so we would never be able to live constantly in a place of thankfulness if it were based on our happiness. So it's actually, it's actually a good thing that it's not, it's not based on our happiness. So then the question follows, what are, what are we supposed to be thankful for? What are we supposed to be thankful for? Let's jump to, am I getting ahead of myself? So, I mean, what, what are we supposed to be thankful for? Let's uh, b- look back at, well, I got lost in my notes. I'm catching back up. Here we are. Okay. Verse 12, he talks about the unleavened bread and the unleavened stuff. This is an indication uh, and points out to us from this, this verse in Leviticus, not just that a key element of making peace with God is being thankful and being in a place of thanksgiving, uh, but also the Israelites. Uh, Whenever they would do the Passover uh, ceremony and celebration and all that that comes around our Easter time and all that sort of thing, unleavened breads and, and, and loaves and all those kinds of things were, um, were a way of them to reflect back whenever God saved them through Moses from slavery in Egypt. And so the reason that they do unleavened bread, and what unleavened means is it doesn't have yeast, right? If you guys uh, don't know what yeast is, it's this active... It's actually like a bacteria kind of thing, but you put it uh, in stuff and it actually expands. So like in the in the dough and all that, you put yeast and it causes it to rise. And so in this time, whenever they were running out of Egypt, they grabbed all their stuff and food and stuff 
and they're, they're on the run, and they're trying to go, but you got to eat while you're running and all those kinds of things. You didn't have time to sit and, like, wait for bread to, like, rise, right? You didn't, you didn't have time to do that. And so you just ate whatever you could. And so it's, it's, a, it's a literal way of connecting back to the time whenever God rescued them, though it was kind of this bittersweet thing. They were out of slavery, but they were also running into the desert, which is a terrible place to be for decades, right? <laughs> and they were there for a long time. And so anyway, this, this unleavened bread uh, is, is a literal way uh, to connect them with that time that God rescued them, uh, but it's not, it's not necessarily about the happiness of the rescue. It's, it's, it's remembering the whole scenario, good, bad, and indifferent about that scenario. It's about remembering and being thankful for those times because eventually, though they had to wander in the desert for a while, it led them to the promised land. Um, so we have to be thankful in all things. Let's look in Ephesians. So we're going to jump over to the New Testament, Ephesians. So we saw in the, the Old Testament this idea. So let's jump over into the New Testament. I often uh, don't do this where we jump around to a lot of different passages. More often than not, uh, we're just kind of looking at a section of passages or even just a verse and kind of drawing out that meaning there. And that's, that's generally good, and that's, that's kind of what we want to do. But it's, it's also good sometimes to jump, to step back and see the Bible as a whole. Because I think a lot of times we get stuck in just like one section or one book for a while, and we kind of think of the Bible as, as chunks. This, this talks about this, this talks about this, this talks about this. But all of it is connected. And so it's good sometimes to, to, to see this theme that runs through the Bible. So let's, uh, we're in Ephesians chapter 5. Is that one too far? Okay, verse 20, Ephesians 5, 20. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus. A different version uh, puts it this way. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul says, just like there was no stipulation on the, thank, the thankfulness in Leviticus, in Paul's writing here, it wasn't give thanks for the things that you're happy about, give thanks for the things that are going well in your life, give thanks for everything. There's no stipulation here. There's this idea of thankfulness and thanksgiving, giving thanks to God, continues through Scripture to, to be this idea that everything in our lives good and bad, there is an element of thankfulness that should come along with that. And that sounds insane. Like, why on earth would we be thankful for difficult things in our life? And here's the key. If you're taking notes, this is one thing I want you to write down. <clears throat> Who we are in the difficult times is where the true self will really come out. And when our true faith to God is exposed. So who we are in the difficult times is where the true self will really come out. And when our true faith to God is exposed. And basically what that means is whenever things are hard in your life, how you respond, who you really are in that moment, that's who you really are. Not the person, the, the mask that you wear on a daily basis. We all do it. I do it, right? Not the front we put up even to our closest friends. But whenever things are hard, when things suck, who you really are in that moment is who you really are. What you believe about God in that moment 
is what you really believe about God, not what just not just what you say at first priority, not just what you say when you're at greenhouse in a small group, but what you really believe about God. And I mean, I'll admit, oftentimes in difficult situations, I come to a realization that my faith is not quite where I thought it was or what I had, had said it was previously. Let's, uh, again, we're going to jump over to uh, the book of James. So keep going uh, in the Bible here. Like I said, we're going to jump around a good bit. Only a couple more places to jump. So James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. James 1, 2 through 4. So we've seen an Old Testament uh, uh, writer talking about thankfulness. We've seen Paul talking about it in the New Testament. And then now James, verses 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So it really comes out in difficult times is who we really are and what we really believe. And so what James is saying is don't, don't be mad about that necessarily, and don't be, uh, don't be put down by that. What he's saying is actually count that as joy because you get to actually get a real analysis of where you are, which means you get to see where you need to grow, right? Because other times, whenever things are going well, you may not actually stop and analyze, okay, where, what do I believe about Jesus, and what have I been saying, and how do those line up with each other? But in difficult times, you're forced to do that. And so take that time as a time to see where you can grow and where you can connect with God in different ways. So again, the Bible continues to teach this, these ideas that the rest of the world looks at and goes, that's crazy. <laughs> How can you be joyful whenever you're suffering? How can you be joyful when things are just crappy? How? How? Well, for those who have faith, you look at the situation from a different perspective. You look at it as, okay, how can I, how can I get closer to God? How does my faith really look like? How, who am I really in this moment? And how can that be different going forward? Right? Let's look at what Paul has to say again over in uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So Paul is in a moment, and he had, he had suffered this several times in his life, where he was literally imprisoned, beaten, spit at, all kinds of craziness. He experienced lots of hardship, right? But in this moment, he says, for the sake of Christ, for Jesus, I am content. I'm okay in my weakness and with the insults and all of this. He says this phrase, I really want us to see. He says, for when I am weak, then I am 
what in the world does that mean, right? In our, in our current culture, in the day in which we live, weakness is seen as a bad thing, right? If you're called weak or you call somebody weak, you don't mean it in a good way, do you? It's not meant in a good way. This means yes, this means no, right? This means I'm not paying attention, right? It's cool. I see some of you, like, trying to fight back this week, and it's, it's a little warm in here. I get it. Um, if I were sitting down, I'd probably pass out to you. It's cool. I fall asleep really fast. Ask anybody. Um, my wife will be talking to me, and I'll say something to her, and then she'll respond, and I'll be asleep. I fall asleep real fast. So I get it. It's cool. It's all right. Uh, but try to stay awake and try to listen. This is important stuff, okay? So in our current culture, weakness is seen as a bad thing, and actually throughout history, Modern culture, or, or whatever the culture was, uh, weakness was seen, is, has always been seen as a bad thing, except whenever Jesus comes on the scene with his teaching and kind of flips everything on its head, and he says, actually, the weak in this world are the strongest. Well, how, how can that be? You see, this is why. Christians are supposed to, should uh, rely on Jesus and should rely on God in everything in their life. Good, bad, small, big, everything in your life, you should be dependent upon and focused on Jesus, right? You see, in, in difficult moments, you're forced to step out of the way and say, I can't handle this. I can't do this. I, can, I just can't. I, I have no ability to do whatever this is or handle whatever the situation is. And so then God can step in when you finally step out of the way, and he can, he can bring the peace. He can bring the comfort. He can give you the strength that you need to get through those situations. You see, when things are good, we think we can handle it. We think we're doing it. We think we're good. And so then we don't, we're not really relying on the strength that we're supposed to. We're not really drawing from the source that is Jesus the way we're supposed to. But in difficult times, you're forced to step back and allow God to, to move forward. And so that's why whenever you're weak, whenever I'm weak, we're actually strong because in that moment, God's the one working through us, not us. And that's why we can see difficult situations and be thankful for them where those who don't have Jesus, they don't get it. They don't understand. And maybe you're in the room and, and you're not... You don't have Jesus. You're not in a relationship with Jesus. And so you, you hear everything I'm saying right now, and you're like, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and, that, and I could see where, from your perspective, perspective, this would be ridiculous. I'm just telling you, this is what the Bible says, and this is what Jesus taught over and over and over again. But where the rubber meets the road, there have been a lot of things in my life, a lot of situations where people have let me down, Things have not gone well. Been in some real crazy situations. And in those moments, not a lot of them can I say that I was like thankful for. But the but the closer I get to Jesus and the more I f- try to figure this stuff out um, and to dig in and study, the more I learned in those situations how to be able to do that. And so that's and that, that's what I'm bringing to you in this season of Thanksgiving, where we're trying to not let Christmas take over yet. Um, and be intentional about being thankful to realize what true thankfulness really is, is being thankful in everything. Being thankful 
everything. Let's go to one more verse. Let's go to Philippians. It's just a couple pages over. Um, a little, little letter here from Paul again. Philippians 3, verse 10. Hang with me. We're almost, we're almost there. Philippians 3, verse 10. Let me read this version. If, uh, if you have ESV, it'll be worded a little differently. Okay? Philippians 3, 10. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Verse 11, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I want to suffer with him, to suffer with Jesus and share in his death. Again, this is another way that this this whole Christian thing looks real weird from the outside. Because we're talking about dying with somebody and that being a good thing. And that being the best thing you could ever do. Right, you give up your old self. You you let that per- person die. Now, not like physically. Eventually, that will happen. But like that's not what I'm talking about. It's the spiritual pushing away the sinful selfishness and living a different life that's not focused on you, that's focused on God, and focused on others. We are to be thankful because Jesus suffered, because Christ went through hard times. He was tortured and killed and then conquered that death for you and for me. You see, when difficult situations come our way and and we're in a moment where we can be thankful for those things, it's a time whenever you can really see, really see Jesus and really understand the gospel. This idea that a man gave his life and conquered death so that you could be connected with God. It's in these moments of really being thankful, even in the hard times, that we're able to understand what Jesus went through, we're able we're able to see him more clearly. And it's in those moments that we're actually able to show the world Jesus in ways that we would never be able to. Because the truth is if you if you've ever known anyone who was going through something just crazy hard, but then but they still love the crap out of Jesus and they still were thankful for everything, you go, man, I, I want that. That sounds that sounds awesome. Because there's this there's this peace that's that you just can't explain. There's there's this this calmness and this um, this way of life that comes whenever you're thankful, even in the hard times, and that's whenever God is really working through us to show the world who Jesus really is and what this whole life is supposed to be about, this relationship we were supposed to have from God or with God from the beginning, how it was originally supposed to be. You see, in a way, we're gonna turn we're gonna turn the lights out. I have this glow stick. It's not like the greatest glow stick ever, so we're gonna turn the lights out so you can see it. In a way we're like this glow stick. Okay. See, a glow stick, for it to work, hopefully this one works. We'll see. It's not, like, awesome. It's, like, old. It's cool. You get it. You've seen glow sticks. See? It's starting a little bit. Yeah. 
All right, show of hands. I can't see you. Uh, show of hands. Who uh, who have used a glow stick before? Right. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Rhetorical question means you don't you don't answer out loud. How do you get it when it's actually a good one? Um, how do you get it to glow? You have to you have to break it, right? Kind of shake it a little bit. You can turn the lights back on. You have to break it, shake it around a little bit for it to actually glow if it's actually a good one. Um, in the same way, it's the moments whenever we're broken and we're shaken up that allow us to really shine Jesus to the rest of the world, that allow us to glow and reflect Christ the way we're supposed to do that. Now, you can do that when things are good. And I'm not saying, like, your whole life has to be terrible. That's not, that's not all I'm saying. But it's in those moments, whenever we're broken and we're shaken up, that we really get to shine Jesus. And we really get to learn more uh, and, and move forward more in our faith with God. Are you thankful just for the good things in life? Or are you also thankful for the difficult things? Not that that's easy, but that's, that's the question for tonight. Are you thankful just for the good stuff? Or are you also thankful for the hard stuff? True thanksgiving is being able to say yes to God. Being able to say, yeah, I can. I'm thankful for the, the difficult things too. Not that you're perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it. But we learn that that draws us closer and closer to Jesus, which is what we desire if you're in that relationship with him. Thanksgiving is showing gratitude toward God for everything the good and the bad. Let me pray and then we'll go into prayer. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that you are good in all things. The scripture says you desire to work all things, good and bad, for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Father, help us all, Holy Spirit, help us all when things, when things are bad, to be thankful. When things are good, to be thankful. That not to be based upon emotions, but to be a response that we know that we can get closer to you and we can step out of the way and let you shine through us to the rest of the world. Help us now as we move into small groups, to have good conversations, to have, to have focused conversations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.